Good afternoon, everyone. On the update this Thursday in the headline, federal prosecutors are trying to make their case. They're recommending life sentences for the man, of course, who opened fire on that crowded subway train in Brooklyn last year that injured 10 of the latest details. Governor Hochul has signed a bill setting the state's presidential primary for April 2nd, potentially putting the former president on the ballot as he stands trial in Manhattan for a hush-money criminal case. Kodai Senga is bolstering his mark for Rookie of the Year. Brandon Nimmo homer doubled and singled. Mark Vientos at his first multi-homer game, and the Mets beat the Marlins to take the series. And a growing number of Americans are finding it difficult to afford insurance on their homes, a problem that's only expected to get worse because insurers and lawmakers have underestimated the impact of climate change, according to a new report. This is the update. Thursday, September the 21st. 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, broadcasting across the nation and around the world. This is the update with Brandon Julian. A three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Thursday. A Thursday that sees some more clouds filtering in the sun because, uh, oh boy, I'm not sure if you've heard, but the weekend is supposed to be uh, really bad. <laughs> then that's not even my own language describing it. That's, um, that's the weather people. That's how they're describing it. The weekend is supposed to be really, really bad. This weekend, Saturday and Sunday, it's expected to be a washout, although the modeling is off in some areas, so dare I say, who the hell actually really knows about anything, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm Brandon Julian, of course, folks. We appreciate you uh, so much for actually being here, wherever you may be, and however, of course, you may be listening to us. There is lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. We're going to begin this Thursday's proceedings with federal prosecutors. They're trying to make their case on the recommendation for life sentences for the man, of course, who opened fire on that crowded Brooklyn subway train last year that injured 10. In a court document, prosecutors said that there was overwhelming evidence that shows that Frank James intended to kill those people. They asked him, they actually should say for him to be sentenced to 10 concurrent life sentences, as well as 120 months in jail. James's defense lawyers say, though, that they're asking he should receive an 18-year prison sentence, insisting that he was and still is severely mentally ill. 
Back in January, James pleaded guilty to federal terrorism charges for the attack carried out during the height of the early morning commute, of course, on uh, April 12th of 2022. On to some of the other news of this Thursday. And John Grisham, Jody Picoult, and George R.R. R. Martin. They're among 17 authors that are suing OpenAI for, quote, synthetic theft on a mass scale. Their suit was filed on Tuesday here in New York. And is the latest, of course, in a wave of legal action by writers that are concerned that AI programs are using their copyrighted works without their permission. The suit was organized by the Authors Guild. It also includes David Baldacci, Sylvia Day, Jonathan Franzen, and Elin Hildebrand, among many others. A handful, of course, of similar suits were recently filed in California. OpenAI themselves, they did not immediately respond uh, to a request for comment. Over the border we go now to Hartford, over to Hartford in Connecticut, where a former top federal prosecutor who helped investigate the origins of the Trump-Russia probe, they say that she left the team because of her concerns with then U.S. Attorney General William Barr's public comments about possibly releasing an interim report before the 2020 presidential election. She also says that she strongly disagreed with a draft that she had seen. Um, Nora Danny, a former U.S. attorney for the District of of Connecticut, appeared yesterday at her legislative confirmation hearing as a nominee to the state Supreme Court. It marked the first time that Danny had spoken publicly about her sudden resignation from the Russia probe. Back here in the city limits, there are seven valuable art pieces that were plundered by the Nazis more than 80 years ago. They're being reunited now to the heirs of a cabaret performer who was killed during the Holocaust and whose mass collection of massive art collection was stolen up by the Third Reich. The descendants of Fritz Gronbaum have been seeking the return of more than 400 pieces of art including 80 sketches by the, Aus- the Austrian expressionist Egon Schiel. The artwork is worth many millions of dollars, though the whereabouts of many of these pieces remain unknown. The seven pieces returned to the family yesterday to be, are to be auctioned later this year to raise money for scholarships benefiting under-repres- underrepresented performing artists. North of the suburbs we go now over the new city, where father and son have now been sentenced to probation after reaching a plea deal for starting a fire that killed a firefighter and a resident and an assisted living facility. Rabbi Nathaniel Summer and his son Aaron Summer will avoid prison after they admitted to acting recklessly in causing the fire at the Evergreen Court home in Spring Valley back on March 23rd of 2021. They killed the fire, I should say, killed firefighter Jared Lloyd and resident Oliver Houston. 
The Somers were using a blowtorch to burn away the remnants of leavened bread to prepare for Passover when the facility itself actually caught fire. They had reached a plea deal to avoid prison back in June. To the state capitol in Albany, we go now. Uh, where Governor Hochul has signed a bill setting the states as presidential primary for April 2nd, potentially putting the former president on the ballot uh, as he stands trial in Manhattan, of course, for a hush money criminal case. The new primary date uh, was approved yesterday by Hochul. It could add a new layer to an increasingly chaotic calendar for Trump next year. As the frontrunner, of course, tries to navigate the court cases in multiple states while seeking, of course, a return to the White House. Uh, his New York trial is set to start on the 25th of March. Though the date could change, uh, it does place Trump in court as the state's Republican voters pick, of course, their next presidential candidate. Meanwhile, uh, Billie Jean King's victory in the Battle of the Sexes, of course, you may remember it, was a milestone moment as women pushed for equality on the playing field and beyond. On the 50th anniversary 50th anniversary of that match against uh, Bobby Riggs, still the most watched match in tennis history, by the way, King moved toward becoming the first female individual athlete to be awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. Three U.S. Senators introduced a bill yesterday that would award the honor to King, the Tennis Hall of Famer, and the activist who was a driving force behind the creation of the pro-women's tour, the women's pro tour, I should say, and equal prize money for men and women. In other news, the uh, representative, James Clyburn, is working on a history book he calls a passion project, in quotes. He's telling the story of the eight black congressmen who represented South Carolina in the decades immediately following the Civil War. Uh, Little, Browning Company, announced yesterday that it has a deal with Clyburn for the first eight, which does not have a release date as of yet. In 1992, of course, Clyburn became the first black representative uh, to, excuse me, he was the first black to represent South Carolina in the House of Representatives since the 1890s. And finally, we're going to go back to the state capitol, where as migration in this country continues, of course, from Venezuela and other countries, uh, Democratic elected officials are pressing the Biden administration to quickly grant work permits for asylum seekers while their cases wind through the immigration courts. Here in the city, New York City, tens of thousands of migrants, of course, have arrived over the past year. Mayor Adams has increasingly sounded the alarms and Governor Hochul floated the idea of state-issued work permits. Asylum seekers must wait at least six months before they can get a work permit. That cannot be changed without Congress, but the president took one significant step yesterday uh, towards speeding work authorization yesterday for Venezuelans who are currently living in the country.
time for us to step aside momentarily. Uh, when we return on the update this Thursday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. We're going to talk some sports and talk about how Kodai Senga of the Mets is really bolstering his credentials for the possible Rookie of the Year award as the Mets were able to take the series with the Marlins. Uh, this popular Dunkin' drink apparently has the same amount of sugar as the 14 donuts. This, folks, I'm telling you, is absolutely glazy, and that's not just—that's not just me saying that. And then later on, of course, we're going to talk together. Of course, the uh, the latest national hey. news. In Washington, the president is under. Excuse me. In Washington, uh, under intense political pressure from fellow Democrats, the Biden administration has announced that it's granting protection to hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans who are already living in the country. We've talked about that already, but we'll talk about it some more. We'll talk about a lot more, too, of course, folks, On uh, as we get ready to transition into a new season of fall. It starts on Saturday, of course. That and more when the update of Brain and Julian returns in just a moment. Brandy Julia, you know, folks, if I were to do something, if I would accidentally combine something, uh, most people would consider it a mistake. But other people actually do these things on purpose. You know what that's called? Criminal intent. This is the update with Brandy Julia. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. my bucket list for the day. Read an article on a new subject. Say only nice things about others. And listen to everyone's opinions. Because making things better requires change. Now these changes aren't going to show up on your news feed, but they're things I can do. So change something today. It's not going to change the entire world, but it's going to change your world. Change is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com Notice lately how empty everything is? Empty streets, empty stores, empty schools. But I'm trying to change these empty times by being full of gratitude. Gratitude means saying thanks to the garbage collector, the medical providers, and all those who are helping every day. Things may appear empty around us, but when we're filled with gratitude, nothing is completely empty inside us. Gratitude is in you. From PassItOn.com From New York, the V stands for value. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Beginning August 28th through the first half of 2024, F trains will run on the E-line at all times in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of track replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M trains will not run between Rockefeller Center 
and Forest Hills 71st Avenue. M trains will run between 57th Street on the F line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and 21st Street, Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. The shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island, 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Beginning June 26th at approximately 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.90, with the exception of the BX-18A, BX-18B, B60, M116, Q4, Q4 Limited, S46, and S96 Limited, starting September 24th. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S-79 select bus service, pay your fare on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $7. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So apparently, folks, I did not know this until I heard this on the radio for the show this morning, uh, that the Mets and Yankees uh, both have magic numbers uh, before they're eliminated from playoff contention. The magic number for both the Mets and the Yankees is three. Three games separate the Mets and Yanks from uh, being sent home. Uh, 
And like I've said time and time again on this program, are the Mets and the Yankees mathematically still in it? Yeah. But are they actually going to make the playoffs with their magic number down to just three games? I would say, you know, probably not. Uh, (laughs) uh, Mets and the Miami Marlins uh, were wrapping up a season series out in Queens. Did I say they were wrapping it up out in Queens? I mean, they were finishing up a season series in Miami. And Kodai Senga uh, is trying to bolster his numbers in the Rookie of the Year voting. And I will say uh, that he's got a really good case for it. And that last start against the Marlins uh, just proved this point exactly. Uh, Brandon Nimmo homered, doubled, and singled. A triple short of the cycle. Uh, Mark Vientos had his first career multi-homer game. And the Mets beat the Marlins 8-3. to Kodai Senga, as we just alluded to, threw six sharp innings of two-run ball, while Brett Beatty also went deep for New York, uh, who clinched the three-game series against the Marlins, who, by the way, are still in the middle of a damn playoff race. Uh, Miami began the day one a half game from the third wildcard spot. Senga gave up seven hits, struck out three, and walked two. The rookie from Japan has allowed two runs or less in his last eight starts. Uh, Marlins star infielder Luis Arise is trying to go for a batting title, uh, miss his second straight game because of a left ankle sprain. Arise, who leads the majors in batting, stepped on a baseball during pregame infield drills uh, on Tuesday. Meanwhile, up in the Bronx, the Yanks and the Blue Jays going at it. Like I said, the Yankees really at this point are just playing for nothing but pride and a record above 500. That's about it. <laughs> Kevin Gosman, he tossed six shutout innings, outpitching Michael King as they traded strikeouts all night long. And the Blue Jays beat the Yanks 6-1 to one for their fifth straight win. The Jays locked in a heated playoff race. The uh, Jays scored five times in the final two innings and stayed a half game ahead of the Rangers and the Mariners for the second of the three wildcard spots. Toronto hasn't lost since they got swept at home in four games by the Rangers last week. Uh, Spencer Horowitz at three RBIs. Bo Bichette drove in two. And the Jays drew five walks in the eighth from two Yankee relievers including four in a row, and two of them being with the bases loaded. And you know things weren't going real well in that game because Aaron Boone got ejected for the seventh time that leads the majors. And uh, rookie center fielder Jason Dominguez had Tommy John surgery, of course, on his right elbow. Uh, Texas Rangers team physician Dr. Keith Meister performed a procedure in Arlington, Texas, that included internal bracing, according to the Yanks. The team said that Dominguez's anticipated recovery time is about uh, 9 to 10 months. Uh, Signed to an over $5 million bonus, the 20-year-old switch hitter homered in his first, in his big league debut, back of course on October, September 1st. (laughs) He was batting 258 uh, with four homers and seven RBIs 
in eight games before its uh, scan on September 10th. It revealed that tear. Of course, we hope that he has a rather speedy recovery. Now, folks, when we return, of course, on the update this Thursday, this popular Dunkin' drink apparently has the same amount of sugar as 14 donuts. And also, though, it depends on your particular type of donut. (laughs) And then later, we'll talk together, of course, the latest national news. Over at the United Nations, where the General Assembly is still taking place, uh, mutual Multi-natural, multilateralism, there we go, is always the goal, however fragmented and complex. Yet so is the quest for a coherent storyline that unites all 193 member states and their ideas. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to inform you about the following. Where does the time go? I personally really hope I didn't write that line. (laughs) Well, it turns out maybe I actually did. Time continues to move forward, but looking back on the past is always important. It's how we grow as people. Plus, of course, you always have those times when you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that from way back when. Well, that's what we have for you on the update every weekend. And on the select periods, too. Uh, my producers look for any excuse to hold a party, and that's what we have for you, digging into our archives every weekend, playing you the best episodes from our previous years of the update. And every once in a while, we cram the best of an entire year of the update into one episode for your listening convenience. And if you don't know we're having a party, you will after you hear this soundbite declaring that we're having a big party. <laughs> so every weekend, listen to the archives of the update to see what you remember from when that episode aired. And of course, be on the lookout for the best of particular years of the update every so often. Keep listening on the weekends and every now and again, because it'll be a party that you personally will never forget. Unless, of course, you can't actually remember it from, you know, the night before. (laughs) Now, the update of Brain and Joy, it'll be right back after, of course, these messages. And uh, my producers actually left some uh, gifts for me under the sofa behind the set. How nice of them, actually. Excuse me. From New York, only a rental and only $5 a day. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. That is so cool. Wow. Is wonder in you? The goal is to remind people, even if it's just for a second, how they saw the world before it became ordinary. It's wonder that inspires magician Nate Staniforth. I'm using magic to give people that sense of wonder. Whoa, dude. Whoa. You can find wonder everywhere. Wonder, it's in me. Wonder is in me. And wonder is in you. Now, pass it on from passiton.com.
That is so... Confidence. Let's pass it on. There's always going to be someone prettier than you, smarter than you. Always. The goal is to find something that'll make you happy. Superstar singer Grace Vanderwall knows that confidence is in you. Finding what makes you happy starts with you. You be you and pass it on from passiton.com. Brandon Julian. You know, every day, folks, in this studio, while I give the news to you, I ponder sometimes the questions of the universe that many people wonder and want answers to. Like, for example, why can't I wear white after Labor Day? I bet you never thought of that one, huh? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Indeed, it is, folks. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Thursday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us as we're about to say goodbye to fall. I hope you enjoyed this day because this was really the last good day of the summer of 2023. Uh, it's just going downhill from here. Um, I'm no meteorologist, but from what I've heard, there's supposed to be some sort of tropical low that's going to be developing off the coast, and it's going to bring this rain to us over the weekend. But the models, they're in disagreement about where and how long the rain is going to be, how much we're actually going to get. So I would just say, listen to your weather apps or your local weatherman, whichever one you trust more. And, you know, just take it easy this week and uh, <laughs> and enjoy. It's going to be a holiday weekend for some. I believe it's Yom Kippur. So we're going to be off on Monday and we'll be back on Tuesday when hopefully the weather will be a bit drier and it'll be a first day together in the month of fall. So, you know, that'll be fine. Apparently, folks, we have not mentioned Dunkin' Donuts a lot on this program. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you've heard the old adage that cop, you know, the cop should eat a donut because everybody likes donuts. I mean, I mean, I guess that's true because cops, they know the difference between right and wrong. And not liking donuts, people, is wrong. Have you ever met somebody that doesn't like a donut? You want to know why they have, you, know, you want to know why you have them? Because they're all in jail. <laughs> but of course, um, everybody's getting these, um, I'm using Starbucks terms now. These venti, um, <laughs> venti cappuccino or whatever the hell they're calling it uh, these days. <laughs> but I mean, this, folks, is absolutely glazy. Popular TikToker and Food Network champion Bobby Parrish, known by his username at Flav City, has revealed that a large cup of Duncan's pumpkin swirl frozen coffee contains as much sugar as 14 glazed donuts. That's 185 grams to be precise if you're one of those mathematicians out there. In the video, which has already uh, reached over two and a half million views, he shows off the large coffee topped with whipped cream as he sits in a Duncan store. Uh, Parrish begins with a clip. 
we don't discriminate around here. Uh, my friends, quote, this is a pumpkin swirl frozen coffee. Uh, who the fuck thought this was? it was a good idea to put this on the menu? Because this drink has 185 grams of sugar in here. Uh, <laughs> he then showed a visual of just how much sugar that is equivalent to. As he filled up a small cup with the crystals. About uh, 46 teaspoons. He continued saying, I'll give you another perspective. Uh, pulling out a large box of glazed donuts from the fast food chain. Uh, he said, the amount of sugar in there is equal to 14 glazed donuts. Plus, there's no pumpkin in here. It's all artificially flavored pumpkin. Uh, there's 12 mentions of sugar and high fructose corn syrup in here. There's 930 calories and 194 carbs. At the end of the video, Parrish pointed out that many Americans already have, of course, type 2 diabetes or a pre-diabetic. More than one in three have pre-diabetes, according to the CDC. Or, if you're one of those people that love the numbers, about 96 million Americans. <laughs> uh, the content creator boldly stated, quote, If America runs on this, we're According to Duncan's website, There are indeed 185 grams of sugar in the drink when it's made with whole milk. An amount of sugar in a single glazed donut from the chain contains 13 grams. The American Heart Association recommends no more than 25 grams of added sugar per day for women and 36 grams for men. The New York Post, the people who published this article, they've reached out to Duncan and Parrish for comment. One viewer gasped on the viewer of the TikTok video, quote, my, my jaw dropped. Uh, another agreed wondering, how is it legal for companies to have this on their menu? Uh, for some, though, the pleasure of partaking in their beloved Bev outweighed the potential pain. As one wrote, life is too short. Just drink the shake. And you know what, folks? Just maybe. Maybe you should. <laughs> one thing you should also drink and savor is national news. It's next for us around here, of course, when the update of Brandon Julian continues. Brandon Julian. I don't know, folks, if you've had this same thought as me, if you've ever graduated high school, but have you ever scrolled on your social media and you see the announcements of the people that you went to school with and you hear those pregnancy announcements and you look at them, the person, and you're like, they got pregnant? Like, no. <laughs> this, is, this isn't right. I can't possibly be. And that's not to be mean in any sense of the word, but really, there are people you come across you just look at them and you're like, how? <laughs> how could that possibly have happened to them? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know why he's talking like this. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. 
My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. From New York, a magical place not found on any map. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Thursday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. Uh, You know, folks, let us talk together right now, of course, the latest national news. And we're going to begin, of course, in Washington. Well, under intense political pressure from his fellow Democrats, the Biden administration has announced that it's granting protection to hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans who are already in this country. The move yesterday to give Venezuelans who arrived in the country as of July 31st temporary protected status essentially makes it easier and faster for them to get authorization to work in the U.S. There has been a key demand of Democratic mayors and governors who are struggling to care for an increased number of migrants in their care. Venezuelans account for such a large number of the migrants who have been arriving in the country in recent years. In other news, we're going to head back here to New York and go over to the United Nations, where, of course, the General Assembly is still in session. Over there at the UN, multilateralism, it's always the goal, of course, however fragmented and complex it is, yet so is the quest for a coherent storyline that unites all 193 member states in their ideas. Those two holy grails often find themselves at odds when leaders gather each September at the UN. Which raises the bigger question. With the 21st century unfolding all of its complexities and conundrums, with fracture and fragmentation everywhere, can the world even be governed? To hear the speeches of world leaders for the first uh, few days of their annual gathering, the jury, it's still out. Down in the heart of Texas, Austin, Texas, to be precise, the attorney general there, Ken Paxton, is now attacking his Republican rivals while speaking out for the first time since his acquittal. (laughs) Excuse me. Since his acquittal on those corruption charges in his impeachment trial. In his comments yesterday, Paxton also displayed an openness to challenging Senator John Cornyn in 2026. 
Paxton did not discuss the accusations that he misused his office to protect the political donor. The charges were the backbone of Paxson becoming just the third sitting official in Texas's nearly 200-year history to be impeached. Paxton did not testify during the two-week impeachment trial, and he's still under FBI investigation. And over in Maquetta in Iowa, the former president has begun a fall press there where he hopes to lock in thousands of Republican caucus goers in the early voting state. The former president is facing some sky-high expectations in the state and his campaign for a White House comeback. Yesterday, Trump was making his first of five planned visits to Iowa through the end of October. The aim is to convert what polls in Iowa show as a commanding lead into committed supporters and volunteers. In 2016, Trump finished second to Texas Senator Ted Cruz in the Iowa caucuses. Uh, Trump's 2024 team is promising a commitment to better organize in Iowa. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives. But he was there beside me. And my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the update of Brandon Julian on a Thursday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us as we prepare, of course, to say goodbye to fall. We're talking together right now, of course, the latest national news. And we're going to go out to the American West, out of Brighton in Colorado. Prosecutors there say that two Denver area police officers they put Elijah McCain, McLean, I should say, in a neck hold, ignored his pleas that he couldn't breathe. He was later injected with a powerful sedative and pronounced dead three days after going into cardiac arrest on his way to the hospital. The trial that started yesterday against the officers is the first of several, stemming from the death of the 23-year-old McLean. An attorney for one of the officers said that their actions were in line with police policies and training and that no crime actually occurred. The 2019 confrontation became a rallying cry for nationwide protests and spurred police reform. In other news, we're going to go to Houston with a debate over that black high school student uh, in Texas should be serving in school suspension for wearing twisted uh, dreadlocks to class is now intensified as the students' family and a school district both are taking legal action. 
Daryl George has been serving an in-school suspension since the 31st of August at his Houston area school. School officials say that George's dreadlocks violate the district's dress code regarding hair length for boys. Yesterday, the Texas Education Agency told George's family that it will investigate a complaint that they filed. The school district has filed a lawsuit asking a judge to clarify whether its dress code violates the Crown Act, which is a new state law outlawing, outlawing racial discrimination based on hairstyles. The auto worker strike, it continues on, and Detroit car makers are announcing more layoffs that they blame on the fallout from said strike. GM said yesterday it idled a plant in Kansas with 2,000 workers because they don't have any auto parks to work with. The plant that makes those parts is on strike. And Stellantis, the uh, maker of Jeep and Chrysler, say that they expect to lay off more than 300 workers in Ohio and also Indiana. The layoffs are just adding to the tension two days before the UAW is expected to call for expanding its strike, which is right now limited to just three vehicle assembly plants. And finally, we're going to go back here to New York because there's a growing number of Americans that are finding it more difficult to afford insurance on their homes. A problem that's only expected to worsen because insurers and lawmakers have underestimated the impact of climate change, according to a new report. A report from the nonprofit First Street Foundation released yesterday says that states such as California, Florida, and Louisiana, which are prone to wildfires and damaging storms and flooding, are likely to see the most dramatic increases in premiums. But the fire that destroyed the Hawaiian community of La Hiana, as well as the historic flooding in Vermont and Maine, are just the more recent examples of events that could drive up insurance costs for homeowners in other states. Going to let you guys ponder on this as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite. That's the way it is. Thursday, September the 21st, 2023. That is the update on this Thursday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. My personal picks from all the years of this show, they start in October. It's going to be a lot of fun to look back, and I'll tell you why some of those shows are my personal favorites. You know, so until the moon rises in the sky once again, in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news, folks, will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And most importantly, folks, please be well. You know, it's going to be cloudy tomorrow, but it's going to be decent. I can't say the same for the weekend as we, uh, you know, get into a rainy weekend. Let's talk about that and a lot more, too, of course, when I join you for another Getaway Friday in the big town and also the last official day, at least on the calendar, of the summer of 2023. See you then.